You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gather round, here's what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I know some people kinda like it, yeah, it's trending right now Yeah, it doesn't matter cause we're gutting the sacred Gutting the sacred cow. Good God, King. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin's music right there. Nonetheless, but today is episode five, like I had said, and we are joined. We, me, I am joined by Chris de Blasio. Chris, thanks for coming in and joining this. Well, Gutting the Sacred Cow. How are thanks you for having me, Kevin. Anytime to talk about movies, I am willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, you were quick to jump on that thread. Like, oh, I'm in. I'm available. I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. Well, that also shows that I have no personal life. But... Oh, that's okay. I don't want to say that, but uh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> Uh, Chris decided he wanted to, and it's fun so far. I think, again, our first two films were Batman Begins and then Twilight. And then, like I said, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and then Spaceballs. So people are getting in early on the, on the creme de la creme, like top notch films. Uh, it's only a matter of time before someone comes after my all time favorite, which is Caddyshack and then second favorite Pulp Fiction. So I, uh, I, I, I dare you to try and take those down and Star Wars will be on episode <laughs> six. But Chris wanted to come in today, and by the way, no relation to Bill de Blasio, right? None. No, he's a piece of shit mayor in the city. He's horrible. Yes. Uh, and he eats pizza with a knife and fork. Who do you trust that does that? Answer. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Well, you know he's not actually Italian. His real last name is Wilhelm, but we'll get into that. As in the Kaiser? Yeah. I'm a kraut. I eat my pizza like a goddamn American. <laughs> I fold it in half and start at the end, and it was a knife and fork. I got pussy. <laughs> Chris decided that he wants to take a stab at the 1983 classic Scarface. So, I don't know if you've heard the podcast or not, Chris. What's going to happen is I'm going to give a few uh, stats and then some quotes and then five fun facts. And if you have any famous quotes that I don't give, feel free to jump in. So, our first section of stats. Scarface, 1983, directed by Brian De Palma, starring, of course, uh, Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. And also starring the guy who played Ray Donovan's sidekick. I forgot his name already. <laughs> cares? He's Jewish, but he's playing a Cuban, but whatever. All right, 8.3 on IMDb. I couldn't believe that when I saw that myself. I can't believe that it's 81% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% by audience, and 99.5% of rappers, the only one dissenting <laughs> was Drake, because he has no street credit. <laughs> A $25 million budget yielded a $65.9 million payday in 1983. With inflation, that means it would have made $169 million in today's time. Famous quotes. Well, these are the obvious ones. Obviously, the say hello to my little friend. Then first you get the money, then the power, then the women. Next, I never fucked anybody over in my life that didn't have it coming to them. You got that? All I have in this world is my balls and my word. I don't break them for no one. The world is yours. This is paradise, I'm telling you. This town like a great big pussy just waiting to get fucked. And my personal favorite, your uterus is polluted. <laughs> he did say that. That was my... I can't believe that didn't make the cut when I was doing all my research. Do you have any other quotes to... I, uh, I like the balls and word one. That's my favorite one. 
All I have is my balls and my word. Next section that I like to call is five fun facts. Do you know who was almost playing? Who almost was uh, going to play Tony Montana? I do not. Well, if Al Pacino was this, Dabney Coleman, no, from nine to five, <laughs> and hang and uh, what was that TV show he did on Fox? Oh man! Oh God! I know. Yeah, I, I did too. Can't think of it. If Kevin Israel was here, he'd be Googling. Is he the research guy? No, he's just, you know. <laughs> um, five fun facts. Robert De Niro almost played Tony okay. Montana. So I said, if it's an A. Pacino, it's De Niro. The cocaine in all the scenes, baby laxatives. Ooh. 42 kills in this film, and the word fuck is said 226 times, which nearly yielded an X rating. Brian De Palma quit flat. Uh, God damn it! I was going to say what film did Brian De Palma quit? Flashdance. He quit Flashdance. Wow. To make this film, Puff Daddy has seen this film sixty three times. Did he, he really said say he that? Did, which means he would have seen it less if he would have been in jail. If the rapper Shine didn't take the fall for a gun charge between him and J Lo, <laughs> you do remember that? Yes. Our next section. So I do one-star critic reviews, five-star critic reviews, five-star audience reviews, one-star audience reviews. One-star critic reviews. Other than an unflinching, intense, and extraordinary performance from Al Pacino as the Cuban-born gangster Tony Montana, this gruesome offering has little to recommend. Next one. Stone, as in Oliver Stone who wrote this film, sticks all too closely to the dated plot structure of the original movie and such melodramatic flourishes as Tony, as Montana's incestuous attraction for his sister now seems completely ludicrous. My favorite one. As overrated as it is overlong. Scarface could, oh, could be the male moviegoer's answer to Mommy Dearest when it's not grotesquely melodramatic. That word has appeared twice in different reviews. <laughs> Strange. It somehow manages to be incredibly dull. Those are the one-star critic reviews. Now for the five-star critic reviews. De Palma directs, uh, De Palma directs it as a blood-drenched thug opera, a mix of the graceful and the garish with Pacino's guttural thug in a suit spitting out dialogue like a broken glass in a harsh Cuban accent. This is where English lit degrees are coming in full frontal effect. <laughs> One of the best gangster dramas ever made, driven by Pacino's haunting performance and De Palma's lightning pace. Sto- you have something to say. What? Lightning pace? Yeah. On I, what planet is this movie lightning pace? At a robust, what was it, three and a half hours? We should it was 226. It was mo- oh, no, 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 no. It was longer than that. And if it did, then it should be used in uh, Guantanamo torture techniques. <laughs> Lightning paste? Oh, my God. That's the worst thing that's been said so far. I don't even know. Two hours and 50 minutes, okay. like I told you. I knew it was damn near close to three. Okay. Uh, Scarface has become a touchstone of pop culture, one of the half dozen or so most frequently, most frequently referenced films of our era. Uh, half dozen referenced films of our era? I would disagree with that. Now it is time for my favorite is when... The viewers at home, this is the open mic movie reviewer, I like to call. <laughs> These people think that they're going to drop some science on us. And uh, what do I see but bad grammar and lazy puns? As Excuse me as I take a pull of my beer. <laughs> the open mic of movie reviews. It like so it. is. <clears throat> Scarface, best damn movie ever. I was in South Beach back in the day and wailing. I'm going to read. I read all mis- misspellings. <laughs> wailing from the beach from my hotel. And I look over and there is the hotel from the initial scene with the chainsaw. No punctuation. This is a run on. I could not believe as I was standing there next to that hotel, comma, was incredible. I think this is the same uh, English teacher Tony Montana had. <laughs> Made me want to purchase a chainsaw and fire up, hyphenated, a tourist. Think that would hurt? Three question marks. Would you have given up the cash for your buddy's life? Probably not, because Frank Lopez would have had Omar do the same thing to Tony, so he had to let his boy go and make it right later on. I have a boatload of Scarface stuff. I'm not surprised. 
Uh, I heard the other day that they tore down the hotel and make it make it a CVS pharmacy. What is America coming to? That is true. That is a CVS pharmacy. I was there thank last God. Year. That's the only time I ever said thank God about a CVS being put up. Yeah. Uh, next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> seriously, show this film to your children. Their I important life lessons to be obtained from this film. Really, their I. Their I. You can tell that the Scarface contingency is not the most literate. Uh, they are not re- reading the uh, Calderbury Award books for literacy. <laughs> they hold a lot of community college degrees. Uh, if that, <laughs> GEDs are extinct like the fucking pterodactyl here. The Beatles, Sinatra, the 96 <laughs> Bulls, Muhammad Ali, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Scarface, Raymond Penn. I know all but who Raymond Penn is. But I, <laughs> I mean, know you who's Raymond Penn. I don't know. Uh, Apparently he's as good as Gandhi. I mean, I love how, like, Saints uh, and... NBA basketball. Peace, right, right. Peace uh, Advocates is in with a gangster film. I watched this movie like four months ago, and honestly, it instantly became my favorite movie instantly. Usually, a favorite film takes a while, but okay. Plus, it's about a Cuban, so that made it 20 times better for me. That's racist. Why can't it be just fine if you're not Cuban? Yes. Why does it have to be Cuban for you to enjoy it? Racist. See, I'll play the reverse racism card. That's cool. I'm with it. It has so many action scenes that make you feel so many emotions. Plus, Al Pacino has a really good Spanish accent. Uh, isn't it Cuban accent there, uh, yeah, Cubano Cuban. friend? Not, yeah. not from Spain. So he's not Catalan. <laughs> Catalonian. Excuse me, Catalonian. He's not from Madrid. Madrid doesn't do that, but the Catalans do. I actually. Oh, yes. Yeah, so like, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez. Yes. <laughs> Ibiza. So my point is that I would totally recommend this to anyone who likes action movies, action movies, and to all Cubans, you racist piece of shit. <clears throat> the first time I ever learned about the movie Scarface is when I bought a T-shirt from a Supreme Online store. I'm going to guess this person's Asian right now. <laughs> I want to know the roots of this picture, so I did some research online and found it's a gangster movie. Like you needed to do research yeah. on this film. How about doing some research on some basic grammar and sentence structure <laughs> and maybe just stop reading Highlights magazines as an adult? Okay. Highlights magazine. Goofus and Gallant, not going to get it by in life. I'm interested in this type of movies because the mafia stuffs Shitty are really <laughs> Because the mafia stuffs are really cool. The real things that happen in our lives. No, this is not a real story, dipshit. Did Jack Burton fight off Chinese spirits in San Francisco back in 1986 for real? No. <laughs> but it's still a fantastic film. Also, I could learn some history about America. It's very helpful, me. I think language would be more of a helpful <laughs> class for this person. As you said before, the mic started, son of beach, sheet. <laughs> I like the culture of freedom. That's why I came to the United States for college. Oh, if we're letting this guy into college, it should be trade college or HVAC college, but <laughs> HVAC. not anything else. Now, this is actually my true favorite part, the one-star reviews. The one-star fan reviews? Mm-hmm. All capitals. Disgusting, filthy movie. That's one. Actually, this one is a... Um, no, this is a, this is a reviewer uh, one, user one. Aside from Pacino, the acting is terrible. The cinematography is a joke. The effects are about as good as a high school play, and the movie drags through the middle. I don't see any fault in his logic. Yeah, this all sounds good to me. Not sure who was in charge of editing, but they should have gotten a check. They should not have gotten a check. Uh, agree. This guy, I, I didn't write this review. Trust me. Too many scenes don't even flow into the next. As a kid, I love this movie. What parent is letting this kid watch this film? My parents did not let me watch this. As an adult has seen, S-C-E-N-E, what great movies look like, this just isn't a good movie at all. Easily the most overrated movie of the last 40 years. I mean, one of. Hasn't ages well either with the terrible soundtrack. That is very true. <clears throat> the worst movie ever. Give me back an hour and a half of my. Give me back an hour and a half of my life back. Would rather watch paint dry in the rain. I like to double get my life back. <laughs> get my life but back. But at twice. least, at least this guy pulled the shoot after an hour and a half. It seemed <laughs> he might. But you know what? An hour and a half is way too long to invest. Like usually for me, I don't know what your 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 cut time is, but I say about. About 20 minutes, half hours, like, is when I make my decision. I'm like, if this is, like, lagging, I go, it's half hour, and then I'm out. Yeah. 
This guy went a, a, an hour and a half. Okay. This, uh, this guy is my second favorite one. Overrated tripe that launched a thousand shitty rap albums. A hundred percent true. Most of the performances are decent enough, especially if you like white actors and brown face. <laughs> Here's a woke review. Uh, the unapologetic violence is the only redeeming quality. Again, guy after my own heart. You can date my sister. Actually, she's married. You can't date my sister. <laughs> This is my favorite one. You can. Her husband might not like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my favorite review. Are you ready, Chris? You yes. Ready for? Okay. I hate this movie. My sister and her stupid ex-boyfriend watch this religiously. They watch this till 3 a.m. in the morning with the sound all the way up, and they knew I had to go to work at 6 a.m. It's hard to explain to your boss you missed work because of Scarface. Were they in your room watching it? <laughs> I mean, I, people, I, I marvel how, how stupid people are these days. And they take everything that goes through their mind, and then they just put it on film, or, or not film, on the internet, on paper, yes. and just say, I have, you talk about lack of editing for some of these people, these people need to edit themselves, and it's laughable, which is why the internet is a horrible place, and it gave a, 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 a lot of voices to a lot of stupid people. <laughs> And it gave birth to this podcast. So a what horrible the hell? place that I love. <laughs> hey, it gave me porn for free <laughs> instead of hiding porn in a in a brown grocery bag in a, in the woods with VCR cassettes. Exactly. What we're going to do now is we're now going to watch the trailer for Scarface. You can see that up. Okay, cool. This is the bad music. 1980, Miami. They called it Little Havana. Where the American dream had a price tag. And only one man in a million was hungry enough to pay. McBain. <laughs> his name exploded through the streets. And his smile seduced a city. What? His eyes ignited passion. And his hands built an empire. Scarface. Those who loved him feared him. So then they didn't love him. Those. Pause it for one second. This trailer was definitely cobbled before they had uh, first cut footage ready to go. Yes. These are all stills, stills. by the way. <laughs> this is insane. Who feared him? Respect dailies or anything? Yeah. And the wipes here are just terrible. Al Pacino is Scarface. He loved the American dream with a vengeance. All right. Well, After watching that, if you see that in a, in a, in a theater, is that going to get you off your ass? Not at all. No, there's nothing even remotely intriguing <laughs> about seeing a bunch of stills. And Michelle Pfeiffer with with some side titty. By the way, not that hot in this film. No, no. And by the way, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. I I do not. She had the big Jufro the entire yes. time. Yes, not a fan of hers at all. It's like not attractive. I don't know what they were going. I'm sure there were tons of other. I, I, well, Michelle the Pfeiffer, plane. they didn't want for the or Pacino didn't want because she was relatively unknown at the time. Right. Well, what Grease Two is too much for her. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so how do you want me to get into this? Your job is to convince us and the audience why this is, I don't know, either overrated or just an egregious piece of shit, whichever your argument is. But uh, you may now have the floor. Court is in session. Okay. Let's start with the acting. Okay. Uh, let's break this down. Al Pacino is a... Is Classic a American actor. Don't you dare take the Lord's name in vain. No, no. I like Al Pacino. He's the only one in this entire film that is somewhat redeemable as an actor. Sure. But the accent is so forced, and it sort of comes and goes. There are a couple of scenes. I rewatched the movie just to make sure. There are a couple of scenes where the accent comes and goes, and he just starts talking like regular Al Pacino. You mean he slips in and out like Carrie Fisher does in Star Wars with the English accent? Yes. 
So he is the only, like I said, sort of the only passable actor in this entire movie. The other male leads are so, uh, the guy that plays Frank, uh, the bald guy with the mustache. Robert Loja? Yes, Robert Loja. You is, mean they spoof who they spoof in Family Guy? R, <laughs> as in Robert Loja. Oh. F. Murray Abraham as Omar Suarez. Terrible. And the only thing that makes... Who's the other guy? Stephen Bauer plays his buddy Manny. I don't even know who Stephen Bauer is. I went to high school with Stephen Bauer, but I think the you did. Ste- I think it's a different Stephen Bauer. Yeah, I would say he's a lot older. Um, he was. So, I forgot who he was supposed to be in like another film that was huge, but the, I probably should look that the up. The only thing that makes them somewhat redeemable is the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer was given lines in this movie. She is so dreadfully awful. First of all, her uh, if we get into her character, it's pointless. Her character is completely pointless. Okay. And her acting is so bad. We were talking off air before we got her acting, and I wrote it down, actually, before we even talked about it. It was Natalie Portman-esque in, from the Star <laughs> Wars movies. You uh, mean like when she jumped out of the moving ship? He goes, I'm fine. Yeah, or the, the third one, Revenge of the Sith, where she just cries the whole movie. That's what Michelle Pfeiffer's acting was like in this movie. So I would say the acting at a... 10, you know, one to, on a scale of 1 to 10, it makes maybe a 3, and that's only because of Al Pacino. Literally. Okay. You mean, is this... Oh, I think and yes, Richard Belzer played the comedian in the nightclub, which was hilarious. What a stretch. A young, a young Richard Belzer. A 40-year-old Richard Belzer. Don't forget Mark Margolis, who is the uh, landlord, landlord in East Ventura. Is he really? I'm looking at that guy. I recognize him from something else. He's Alberto. But So the acting, first of all, is just... Barely passable. Like I said, only because Al Pacino is a great American actor. What did you say? The quintessential American actor? I mean, if he's he's obviously on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Who's going to... I mean, you, you can argue De Niro, Olivier... Uh, he's not De Niro, there's a lot of shit in De Niro's catalog. Uh, the same goes for De Niro. Did you see the film that Robert De Niro turned down? You just said De Niro. Oh yeah. Well, well did, both Pacino and De Niro. Have did a you lot see of the shit. film that De Niro turned down though? No. Neither did I. <laughs> I got it. Waka waka waka. <laughs> Let's go to directing. Sure. Directed by Brian De Palma. Right. Very stylistically, he has, um, he has his own thing. The long shots, the pans, the very dramatic. Uh, long shots. People think if you've never seen this movie or you've seen a more recent something like Snake Eyes, which was another terrible movie. Ugh. By the way, I, I, I want to go back to one point you said because I just kind of I was I'm doing two things at once. I apologize. You said the accent for Pacino is awful. I have a Cuban buddy. His name is Gabe Dorado, and he was telling me that the Cuban accent was spot on. <laughs> really? He, he said it's a legit, solid Cuban accent, and he's from Miami. Okay, like Cuban Miami, like is, 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 yeah, is, little is, Havana. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say the accent. I don't know what the Cuban accent sounds like, like that right off the boat. I just think it was really, really, it seemed really forced all the time. Okay. And like I said, he slips out of it a bunch of times in a bunch of scenes. So that obviously makes it Costner esque when you. <laughs> we mean like Costner esque is in Robin Hood? Yes. Okay. Um, so directing. Um, it's typical De Palma, like I said, a lot of long shots, a lot of the slow-mo in the dramatic scenes, but uh, who was the reviewer that said the editing, whoever got paid for editing shouldn't have gotten paid? Right. These scenes are so painfully long. The one in the nightclub where they try to, where they try to kill him, yeah. the one where his, he beats up the guy that, that wanted to took his sister into the bathroom, right. and then his buddy takes his sister home. That scene was about 14 minutes long. It could have been about three, three minutes. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Brian De Palma, let's go over his IMDB. If I can come on. There you are. He's got a long list of successes and, and, and misses hits and misses but, but again these long drawn out the untouchables was the same way the movie just i love the untouchables. yeah i loved it but the last act you're like uh, let's bring uh, it home well in this i would say the first act is interminably long right it's 90 minutes before he takes over yeah, he gets here. He's poor. You're right. He's poor way too long it takes way too long much setup and exposition time. well and here's the thing there's a lot of that set up in exposition. Uh, we were talking about Brian De Palma and your and his lack of uh, editing styles skills. Yeah, I was making a point and I forget. <laughs> He's the IMDb, but listen, Carrie, fine, nothing great. 
pretty groundbreaking, but you watch it again. Is it rewatchable? Does it hold up? I say no. Scarface, no. Never saw Blowout. Never saw Dress to Kill. Untouchables, I love it, but you're right. It does drag out. Mission Impossible 1, pretty good. Mission Impossible 1's a good movie. I enjoy it. Body Double, did not see it. Carlito's Way. I, now, I happen to like Carlito's Way a lot. Not impressed. That movie has a good pace to it, whereas this movie has no not. pace to it. Casualties of War, boring. Phantom Again, of the Paris. Casualties of War is like this, just brooding yeah. and long, and just take it just takes too long to get where we're going. Yeah. Uh, Femme Fatale, never saw. Mission to Mars, never saw. Bonfire of the Vanities, was not impressed. The Fury, never saw. Black Dahlia, did, was not impressed. He did Black Dahlia, yeah, and I love the Black Dahlia murder. I'm obsessed with that. I read the it in the book, and it was boring as shit. The movie is awful. Mm -hmm. Snake Eyes, awful. Awful. Raising Cain, never saw. Yeah, I'm not a big De Palma guy, it looks like. Obsession, The Wedding Party, Wise Guys. I, yeah, I didn't see a lot of these. Uh, Brian De Palma, I think, was one of the guys who, when George Lucas screened Star Wars, said, this is an absolute turd. Really? And uh, he had a bunch of guys. He had Scorsese. He had De Palma. He had a couple of the guys. And the one person who said that this film is going to be huge was Steven Spielberg. Well, Surprise. yeah, it was in the same... Same genre as, but so De Palma. This was actually originally scheduled to be directed by Sidney Lumet. Really? Yes. Ah, that did not make one of my five fun facts. Um, but yeah, the, the De Palma, <laughs> the De Palma style just takes too long. It just, it, like I said, the first act in this movie is just so, you're just like, come on, okay, here we go. So we Let's get it. You're go. saying that he's the Judd Apatow of drama before Judd yes. Apatow. So okay. <laughs> So noted. All right. Next argument why this – so you're saying it's long, it drags, and it just – it takes forever to get anywhere. Okay. Let's talk about the story. Sure. Let's talk about the story. Where do I have it here? The right – okay. So the movie – the whole movie alludes to this background that Pacino has in Cuba where he was sort of an anti-communist, but you never get any payoff with that. They talk about – a bunch of times it comes up, and then it just – Falls away by the wayside. What yeah. you want another forty-five minutes of that story, <laughs> and that or flashbacks? Well, I think it would explain why he was the way he was. Because this is my other problem. Is this is my main problem with the movie? Is he's not a likable character on any level. He's a complete scumbag, drug dealer, douchebag, and he makes all of his own problems. Right. He makes every one of his problems. He goes down to Bolivia to negotiate the deal for Frank and does the deal behind Frank's back. And then he comes back and he tries to steal Frank's girl. And that, like every problem that comes up in the movie is his own damn fault. So, so there's, no, there's no sympathy for him. So just because he's a self-destructive psychopath, you feel no remorse because you don't know how there's no... There isn't anything in the past where you're like, you kind of want to feel bad because, I don't know, he has an affliction or something. Right. There's or something. But no even, pathos. Yeah, right. There's no pathos. Even if you take like a gangster movie like Goodfellas, like while they're not, while they're not good people, they're funny, they're likable. Uh, Pacino, uh, Pacino, De Niro. De Niro is likable in that movie as Jimmy the Gent. Like he's, he's fun. He's like, okay, he's a scumbag, you know, gangster. Henry Hill is likable in that movie. He's, right. You know, he's funny. He's charming. In this, Pacino is, uh, Montana is not likable one bit. Like, there's not one scene where you're like, oh, I feel for that guy. It's just him being an asshole for almost three hours. Right. For asshole's sake, if that makes sense. Uh, kind of like, be good for goodness sakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is the, uh, this is the anthem for anyone in who's a rapper or of that ilk, they're just like this is the film because they, they they see they see a hero and a guy who's a piece of shit who made money by not really but not by not having and that's fine I have a typical job but just by being a fucking dirtbag piece of shit but that's what I mean he makes no tons hero. of catch and he, exactly and he just he fucks broads cool I'm behind that too why not but just being a piece of shit and just getting by. And, and, and it's all, and it's a, I don't want to say it's a bad influence because I sound like an old fart, but <laughs> he, he's just a piece of shit for doing that. And people just love that and go, that's how you get the the power, the money, the respect. 
is by being a fucking queef in life. But then, <laughs> but then here's the thing. So he's this completely reprehensible person. Sure. But near the end of the movie, when they go to New York to assassinate that guy, he gets mad because the assassin wants to blow up the car with the woman and child in it. Right. So all of a sudden, he has a conscience. Two hours right. and 40 minutes into the movie, he wakes up. For, and for one scene, he has a conscience. Because then the end of the movie, the last six minutes, explodes into an orgy of violence out of nowhere. Right. The movie's actually not that violent for most of the movie. You know, he kills the one guy in the... the chainsaw in the bathtub. In the bathtub. The people try to kill him. The one guy, Suarez, gets hung out of the helicopter because he was an informant. Okay. Then all of a sudden, it's like the last six minutes, De Palma or Stone or somebody was like... What happened? Interception. Oh, nice. Giants intercepted on the first play. Holy <laughs> shit. The last six minutes, and it's only about five or six minutes, that final scene. Right. Is just like, so the body count, I went and looked it up. There's a whole website. I figured there was a website. 42 kills. 42. Before the last six minutes, the kill rate's at maybe like four or five people. Right. For two hours and 45 minutes. And then in the last six minutes, 35, 35 people exactly. get killed. He's storing the mansion. He has the rocket launcher. So I just think, so that it has this brooding pace, and then the end comes so quickly. Like, it goes from having no pace to the last 20 minutes are boom, 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 boom. And you're just like, what happened? There was nothing going on for two and a half hours. Now everybody's dead, and the movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right. So I would say the biggest problems are... And and again, this is not this is not a hashtag Me Too movement thing or anything. But the <laughs> but the female characters in it are completely garbage. Useless. Yeah, they are just the worst. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're about to make this a whole feminist thing here. It is a. There's nothing redeeming about these women. Where you're like. I feel for them. You're like, eh, if they die. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. Ivan Drago, if they die, they die. Yeah. Like, they're just coked out whores. Yeah. That and then useless. even the, uh, to talk about the length of the movie, the whole storyline with his mother and sister, that all of a sudden that pops up, then it goes away for a half hour, then his sister comes back, then she goes away for a half hour, then it's like, the, it's, it felt like in the writing they were like, has the sister been in any scenes lately? No, okay, let's get her Writing. a scene. You're so cute. Uh, Oliver Stone, one <laughs> bonus fun fact. Oliver Stone wrote this film based on his own coke addiction. Yes. And it completely shows that this is like prime that's coke. Time. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like he wrote it and like he wrote like 40 pages and was like, oh, the sister hasn't been in the movie in a while. Let's write a scene with her. I think the one reviewer said that the scenes don't even flow together some of them right like there's just there's almost like these little like that story with his mom and sister when it first pops up it's just like a little vignette in the middle of the movie and then it goes away and you're like okay i guess i don't know what that was again to make a star wars reference it was like what's his face on the gambling planet oh but it was just like okay well i guess we why we had that this film is like a bunch of half-eaten sandwiches yes Where's the one positive review, the one five-star review? Let me see. Because even the five-star review revealed what was terrible about it. I forget when you were reading it. Uh, it's the ones... It was the first... Oh, it's just the one, that, the one that said, seriously, show this movie to your children. Was that the one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it the guy who talked about how the CVS was in the, in the, in the no, mix? No, I don't know. Uh, the five-star reviews. The Palma directs a blood-drenched thug opera... A mix of graceful and garish with Pacino's guttural thug in a suit spitting out dialogue like broken glass in a harsh Cuban accent. Except for the graceful in there, everything else in there is terrible. It's talking yeah. about how terrible the movie is. That he's a thug, he has this broken glass accent, it's a blood-drenched opera. Like, that all sucks. That <laughs> So even the five-star review is like... These are all the shitty things about it, but it's graceful. This is like a long, drawn-out field trip like to... I don't know, a floral garden, like when you're a kid, like, can we just be done already with this? <laughs> with very little payoff. I was never a fan of this. And then I think someone said something about the music, too. It was like, Terrible. You know what the music was trying to do? The mu Saturday Night Fever? No, even worse. I think what De Palma was trying to do, he tried to direct Raging Bull as a coke, like, he tried to make Tony Montana, like, what's-his-face? 
Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta. Okay. And it's got that same type of music where it's trying to be like this graceful opera, and you're like, no, this guy's just a thug. Like, he's just a non-redeemable character whatsoever. Even LaMotta, you have some empathy for LaMotta. Yeah. There's some, like you said, pathos in LaMotta that you feel, that I feel none of for Tony Montana. Okay. <laughs> like he's just a punk gangster. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's the worst representation of just humanity. Yes. And you don't give a shit about anybody. There's just, and it's just. I think I wrote it a couple times here. Go ahead. What else, what else do you have, no wise, no wise? Again, this is, I don't know where Kevin Israel <laughs> said it's. Uh... Again, all his problems are self-inflicted. What's the point? What's the point of the movie? Just to show, yeah, the guy needs a new calendar. <laughs> Kevin Israel is here, everybody. We're uh, we're finishing up Scarface with Chris de Blasio. Your thoughts on some good points, mainly being it's long, it's drawn out, the characters are reprehensible, uh, represents everyone that's bad in humanity. Michelle Pfeiffer, not that hot. Mary, Mary Elizabeth and Master Antonio is horrible and gross. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. So when I was in uh, when I was in college, I think like everybody in college, I took a film class. Yeah, that's just what you did. And uh, and we it was two classes a week. The one class you'd watch a movie, and the second class you'd discuss the movie. And you didn't always have to go to the watch the movie. You could just rent it out. He always put them on the local video VHS store. He would just put them aside for all of us, and he could go rent it out. And so I never went to class. And I, I don't know that I even watched all the movies. But for some reason, the week of Scarface, I was like, I'm going to watch that. I've never actually seen it. Right. Everybody always talks about it. So I went, and it was all rented out, obviously, because there was only like four copies. And you know, all the kids in my class rented it out. So I went to whatever the other VHS store, video rental store is. And I rented out Scarface, and I watched it. And then I went into class, and I sat down, and they started talking about Scarface. And they were talking about... How you know it was one of the longer movies and all this stuff and they're going on and can, on. Can I give the can I give the joke in the story? I yeah. think I know it. You rented out the 1930s version. No, no, no. Oh. I rented oh. out the 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 newer version. We were supposed to watch oh. the, the 1930s version. <laughs> and I and yeah, I was just sitting there and glad. I just kept going. I don't remember. God, any black and white. I've seen and, it the, all. and to be honest, I, and I still haven't seen the original. But the original must be a much better movie. Because they made it sound much better than the than the the newer Scarface. Did you go to school like Howard University <laughs> or Morehouse? <laughs> That's not right. That was a slow burn joke. He's like thinking. He's like, oh. um, this They're is called the f- HBCUs. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna tell you, but this is a film that rappers love unless you're, yeah. unless you're Drake because he has no street cred, as I said before. Um, well, I feel like I feel film. like the gangster lifestyle was all just stylized by what. He, you know, he did in Scarface. One of the, one of the reviews, one star reviews had it. One of the, he said it fantastically that uh, overrated, overrated tripe that launched a thousand shitty rap albums. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. If you watching that movie, and and it's definitely not a movie that holds up at all. Nope. And I think I feel like every decade it's just gotten further from any kind of relevance, and. Uh, if you watch it today, it feels like an SNL skit. Like it feels like somebody with like without a punchline. Like it feels like it was meant to be funny, and then by the end you're just like, well, I just, it just never got there. It never got to be funny. <laughs> it's like a gra- it's like your grandmother's story. You just can't have a point in any of them. It just right. drags and right. drags. And Th- drags. That was my biggest problem with it. Is it just what's the point? I was just saying that to Kevin. What's the point of the movie? I. I think my my least favorite thing besides the length, someone said it was lightning paced, and I have no idea what planet they live on. <laughs> they were on heroin, that is why. <laughs> they were that on is speed. the only reason why it would be considered lightning paced. But I said there's no empathy for the main character. Like you don't ever like he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, right. And the, and everybody, everybody in the movie is a piece of shit. Right. And you don't like like. There's nobody yeah, like Sharon Stone's character is a piece of shit. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Sharon Stone. Oh my. Sharon Stone. But right, I was saying. But like, they're all. They all. They all suck. And every time something bad happens to one of them, you're like, that ah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Fuck them. I was saying, like, comparing it to like a gangster movie, like Goodfellas. Like, 
Robert De Niro's character was cool in Goodfellas. Right. Like, you like that guy. You funny, charming. Yeah, funny, Pesci charming. Pesci especially. Pesci, even, even what's it? Like I said, even... Um, even Spider before he got killed. Spider, fucking mumbling, stuttering little prick. prick yeah. <laughs> With <laughs> Oklahoma Kid, that's right. Move it over there. Give me a cutty in water. Okay. But, do a do a dance, do a step. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in Scarface, none of them right. They get shot, and you're like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Yeah, John Mulaney has a great <laughs> bit about Scarface. He goes, "I hate when people go. I hate when people compare movies that don't equate to each other. Like they'll go, I like movies, you know, like The Godfather and Scarface.' And he's like, "Yeah, that's like saying I like good food, like lobster and Skittles." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. It just it just doesn't compare to all those other quality gangster movies, right? And there and uh, and like you were saying, all of those other mo- gangster movies makes make you care about some character, no matter how shitty they are, right? You and, and whether it was Goodfellas, Godfather, they're all assholes, but right. they have some nobility behind them. There's some kind of I mean Vito Corleone. Like who doesn't like Vito right. Corleone? Right? right. He, ca- he deep down he does care about his family and that kind of. Thing. And in this, like I said, Tony Montana's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And, yeah, no point. And like I said, it's people talk about the violence, and I was we were going over the body count. There's actually not that many people killed until the last six minutes right. of the movie. Right. Then it, <laughs> like I said, it explodes. 42 kills and 226 fucks were said in this, almost causing a rated X film. I said, when how many down. fucks? 226. Wow. I said the last scene explodes into an orgy of stupidity and violence. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, that's exactly what it is. And, the vi- and that was also back in the time when violence in movies was just horrible looking. Like, gunfights gun looked ridiculous. I mean, at least they've gotten more ridiculous now to where yeah. they're fun. Back then you watch them and they're like, I don't even, it doesn't even seem intimidating. <laughs> and, and, and hand-to-hand fighting in the 70s. Looked like something you'd choreograph on the playground. Yeah, yeah. like there was. And always a <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> in the back. It, it, this was I, I. I saw this. I didn't see this in pro, until I was probably a teenager. And again, after oh, the hype was so huge. Everyone had Scarface posters in their dorm rooms, as you said before with college. And I just did. I said, I don't get it. Like sickle cell anemia. I will never get this. <laughs> it is this film is boring. This film is overrated. There's nothing good about it. And I just don't see the love and affinity for it unless you're singing bars about slinging crack rock in Brownsville, Brooklyn. <laughs> There's nothing about it. I'm like, okay. Again, I love gangster films. I love drug films. But it's just, I don't care. Pacino, right. Pacino is good. Great. But other than that, the writing is just drags out. Drags. Yeah, and this and the movie missed. There's really two things that you can that you need to make a good movie: good characters and a good plot. And this had neither. It has no plot. So I said the plot just meanders, and then yeah. there's thing. Like I said, there's that whole plot line with his mother and his sister that I yep. said we were talking about Stone's cocaine writing, and it's like his sister disappears for like thirty minutes in the movie, and then all of a sudden there's a scene with her, and you're like, oh right, she's right. in the movie. It's like, it's like you misplaced your keys. There she is. <laughs> right. God and damn it! I was looking for her for half an hour. And it starts out, and it starts out, and you think, oh, this is going to be a, like a pulled up by his bootstraps kind of movie. Like I can see where this is coming from. He, uh, you know, he's going to make it himself. And yeah. He came from this terrible, you know, he came from Cuba and they were all trying to trying to make it in this in Miami. And and then suddenly the whole movie really begins and you're like, oh, I guess it's really he just becomes a criminal. Yeah. I, I, I demand that any film critic who does this as a sole purpose for income, they have to go back and re-review films every 10 to 15 years. Because I guarantee fucking to you, because Mr. Israel, this film is eight point three in IMDb. That's eighty-one percent by critics and ninety-four percent by audience. The Wu Tang Clan and ninety-nine and a half percent of rappers. I said, <laughs> so funny you said that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this film, everyone said it. We're beating the dead horse. Does not hold up. I, initially, no. I did not like it, but especially now, does this hold up? No, not no. even in the remote close fashion. And I think we talk about the whole rapper thing in the. Scarface posters. I bet of that ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that they're say, black. You're racist. <laughs> no, I would say seventy five percent of that ninety four percent have probably never actually seen the whole movie. Yeah, or, or watched or watched it again, or watched it again. Yeah, they watched it while they were drunk and high in a dorm room with like, their buddies, with or their, yeah. they put it on only when they are drunk and high. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely I mean if you really sat down and went through that movie, 
It could, and it's so interesting. The next d- movie we're going to be talking I did about. Today. I, I did today, spurning my kids in class. Instead of teaching, I was watching the movie on my phone. That's amazing. <laughs> By the way, one person in the reviews, you talk about teaching your kids, and uh, <laughs> one guy, his uh, review wrote, uh, Seriously, show this movie to your children. There are important lessons to be obtained from this film. I cut and paste. I don't, I don't edit. I don't edit bad grammar. You <laughs> he actually that. said their eye. Their eye, uh, yeah. yeah. The best part of the movie is... <laughs> Early on, when they're at the nightclub and Pacino first dances with Michelle Pfeiffer, if you get a chance... He fingers there well, to the soundtrack of Grease too. <laughs> I saw that. Go watch how bad the dancing is. Right. It's like Elaine Bennis bad. Oh, yeah. It's, it is all... They're, like, they're literally dancing like this. Like they're like uh, in this airplanes. is radio. You can't. No one can see this. Yeah. In, uh, I was doing it for you. In, You're dancing with shake weights, is what it looks like. <laughs> it was like what in uh, the in the scene in Airplane when they're dancing to stay in the line. Oh, oh, yeah. Get stabbed yep, in yep. the back, and yeah. she's like, "That's what it was like." <laughs> okay. He's pointing the back, like I got stabbed in the back. Ha ha. Oh you know my god. Some, you know how some period pieces make you watch it and you go, "That would be kind of a cool time to live in." There's nothing about that movie that made me go, I want to be around in the 70s. Like, it looked awful. The problem was, as a fat guy, everyone was sweating in that movie. And just like, I was like, oh, (laughs) and that's so so funny. Well, that's a good way to lose weight, though, being a fat guy, Chris. You just do cocaine and and everything, you know, goes by the way. And it's funny that you said that. I also always felt like everybody in that movie needed a shower. Yes. Like, they just constantly. Needed a shower. Can you imagine the smells in that club? Oh, God. It's going to smell like a, a train. All the Drakkar or whatever they were wearing <laughs> back then. Mambo. Mixed with- <laughs> Mambo, roofies, and champagne. I was in a club in Prague one time. I love Ooh. Prague. The five-story talk- club? I don't remember. It's like a five. It's five. Every story. No, we were in the basement. We were. Uh, Do you want to talk about a smell? Uh, Oh, that that (laughs) that city has some of the hottest women. Hottest broads. They're either nines and tens or twos. There is no middle ground. Yeah. They're what those and they are hot. I took a couple friendly. twos back to the hotel. Oh, really? <laughs> so then you had a four then? Yeah, that's the old George Carlin joke. Waka waka waka. I never fucked a ten, but one night I fucked two five fives. twos. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, any other points you have, Chris de Blasio? No, just just and tell your uncle Mary to stop eating pizza with a knife and fork. That yes. piece of shit, okay. cousin Bill. Any other final points? So listen, this was an easy layup. When he goes, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do um, Scarface. You go, there's not. I, I didn't yeah. know your thoughts on this. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be a, a, a contested dunk. You know, this is. I I think online we have to go to the audience and ask them if there's anybody who would defend. Oh, I bet there's people that will. But I'd like to hear why, like what they're gonna say. I say it's nostalgia. That's the only that can thing. only carry you so far. I know, but again, and I love shooting nostalgia what? films down, as you know. Yeah. But this is something that no one in the right mind. for the Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, but that's not. Hey, the, look, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. No, the Millennium Force Awakens Falcon. is is trying to force you into nostalgia. It's, tar, it's, it's not all a, tar, Star Wars 2.0. Yeah. Chris De Blasio, where can we find you besides having sex with twos and prom? <laughs> that was 12 years ago. That was a long time ago. Um. November 29th, I'll be at Rhino Comedy in Suffern. Uh, you can find me every Saturday night on my podcast, Comics Live, which is on my Facebook page. We broadcast live. We bring in a bunch of comedians and just talk shit. And uh, starting December 20th, if you're really bored, you can come watch Saddlebrook Varsity Basketball and see how terrible we're going to be this year. <laughs> Can I get a bookie to take some bets on this, and that way we, we can kind of point shave and make some money off of this? Yes. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Kevin Israel, uh, where can we find you besides buying an alarm clock? Or a calendar, <laughs> I should say. November 15th and 16th, I'll be at Comedy Works in Bristol, PA. You can check me out on my website, kevinisrael.com, and uh, my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. Nice. I, uh, oh God, I'm late this next couple of weeks here, because... <laughs> I have to go away for work, and I'm booked out through that. Whatever. KevinGoatee.com, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber. Uh, actually, Patreon.com, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber. 63% gets a spread this year, boys. Uh-huh. And my favorite thing in the world, your daughter making picks. I forgot to do a video yesterday. <laughs> my wife goes, did you make the video? I forgot. Uh, I went 4-4 four and four yesterday, so you didn't miss all that much. But thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, and again... I'm going to say it's to the cows come home, and so is Kevin Israel. If you like this podcast, and we are legitimately getting a lot of great feedback. A lot. Right? Yeah, people are loving it. Yeah. five. Stop right now. Pause this podcast. Go to your iTunes. Give me five stars. Give us five give stars. Us. Thank us. you. I'm, I'm or just... just give me five stars. That's good, too. <laughs> give Israel five stars and his album, For the Love of Christ. Give the podcast five stars and write a review. Now, 
after you've done that, thank you. Now I want you to go to a friend of yours and tell them to listen to the podcast and then have them do the same. This is like that, you know, what was that, the, the chain where you have to keep passing along or oh, your good luck yeah. will be broken. Yep. If you don't forward this email to 15 people in 30 minutes. Chain letters. Chain, yeah. that's it. Thank you. Just spread the word. Like, we've got a pretty, we're on Spreaker now. We're on Google Play. We're on Spreaker Spotify. Not, yeah, Spotify. Yeah, don't worry. No one does. Spotify, um, CastBox, and, of course, iTunes. Podomatic as well. So if, you don't have, if you're not part of the iTunes mafia, as my buddy calls it, you can get us on a bunch of other platforms. But please, follow us. Yeah, Gutting and, and, and like it because people don't realize how important liking yes. stars and reviews. I know it seems like so much work in 2019 to write this was really good. But it makes a difference, and it, it really affects the stupid algorithms all these different platforms use. So the more stars we get and the more reviews we get, the more people will see it populate into their news feeds and into their suggesteds, and it makes a difference. So you can help us. You can be part of the gutting the sacred cow wave. Yeah, for the love of Christ. And if you're looking to advertise, hit us up, direct uh, message us on, on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We are looking for advertisers, and uh, that is that. Pornhub browsers, we're looking at you. I don't give a shit if it's the black <laughs> web selling 13-year-old prog girls. I need some money to get this podcast going. There we go. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, and our special guest, Chris de Blasio. Thank you so much for hanging out, Chris. Thank you for coming on in here. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.